Do you need a drink? You need a shot? What do you need? Do you, do you gonna, I'm not drinking alone. <laughs> I don't want hard liquor. I, I feel like I'd drink a beer, but I don't want him to see us drinking a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only have hard liquor, unfortunately. I don't have any booze in my house. All right, let's just... Let's just go through this vulnerably and authentically. All right, everybody. It is the day you've been waiting for. Wednesday, June 2nd. It, we almost lined it up perfectly, like, like we had planned it from the beginning. Yesterday was World Milk Day. I shit you not, that is absolutely the truth. Yesterday was World Milk Day. Today, we have a very, very special guest. Our first guest on Underdogs. The, uh, we've been doing this show for a year. We've never brought anyone on. We've been planning it forever. We, 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 we tried to figure out if we could get someone special for World Milk Day, if it would make sense. We, we planned a, a beef with the milk commercial people. It, it almost worked out perfectly. Um, my name is Jacob Eman. He's David Patrick Fleming. This is Underdogs, and I'm I'm kidding a bit about the planning of, of uh, the the Milk Day, but it is a it is an interesting coincidence. But what we've actually all been waiting for is for the Toronto Maple Leafs to be eliminated from the playoffs, so we don't have to hear about hockey hog in the air on Sports Talk Radio anymore. We can devote. Our summer to the boys of summer, the Toronto Blue Jays, who 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 crushed the Marlins. I feel like handily last night. I don't know about you, David. It just felt felt it felt easy beginning to end. You know, oh, game was well. The end got, yeah. end got a little bit tricky there. Let's not let's not say that the end was as smooth as it could be. Some uh, got the the blood the blood rose a little bit in the in the bottom of the or the top of the ninth. There. It sure did. The tying run came to the plate in the ninth. Bases. Loaded Jordan Romano on the on the bump. I kind of wanted them to to hit a knock, make it make it interesting. I'd kind of you know been a been a bit passive viewing up until that point. Um, but yeah, as I said, five one victory for the Toronto Blue Jays. Vladdy, uh, Vladdy, <laughs> Vladdy, Vladdy, a, a triple shy of the cycle, a four hit night. The MVP chants were raining down. That's where I kind of wanted to start, David. The the home crowd. We we had our second home opener of the season. Hopefully, we'll get a third in Toronto. Uh, wow, what a what a wonderful feeling it was to to feel like um, a, a a large, a rather large group of people liked you, liked what you were doing out on the field. <laughs> It was nice to see all the Blue Jays gear. You know, you look into the into the stands and it wasn't too sparse. You know, it was like a condensed crowd. Mm-hmm. Like they had a really nice shot um, for TV above the dugouts. You could see all kinds of people just mashed into one section. You saw all kinds of Blue Jays gear. And it, it did make me wonder for a second, like just a second, if if we went or when we play the Yankees in Salem field, if we might be able to battle their fan base, if we might be able to get enough blue Jay fans out there so that it's a real, a real battle and not just, we're not just getting dominated by pinstripes. So it was so nice to see the fans. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, if, if there's a playoff series and we're still not in Toronto, there's going to be a lot 
of Canadians coming up with some pretty interesting excuses to get over the border and get into that stadium, me included. Uh, no, we're gonna be we're gonna be in Toronto. We gotta be. We gotta be. You had 550 healthcare workers at Game Seven in the Leafs. You had 2,500 fans at Game Six in Montreal. Come on, let's let's go. Let's do this. Let's get some asses in seats at the Rogers Center for at least at least some playoff baseball. Well, we gotta get the border open. We gotta get that border open first. I think that. That number too, like what a ridiculous number to choose. Five hundred and fifty fully vaccinated people. You see in, in Buffalo the the fully vaccinated section. You got Jack Armstrong mashed in between people. Yeah. Like there's no limit. There's no limit. Yeah. We can get more than five hundred and fifty healthcare workers who are fully vaccinated at the game. That's ridiculous. And yeah, and I mean, look, like worst case scenario, play in an empty stadium in Toronto. Would you rather see them play in an empty stadium in Toronto for the playoffs, or would you rather them be in Buffalo with a full a full crowd? I actually, I'm That's actually I don't really know. Yeah, that is close. <laughs> I, I actually know. talked myself kind of out of that immediately. If the fans, if the fans are are Blue Jays fans, and I imagine, uh, I it's, it seems to me like there are a lot. Oh my goodness, we've got I've got a rates.ca delivery just came in. Uh oh my oh. god, rates.ca coming in clutch right as we're recording. We're about 15 minutes out from welcoming rates.ca onto the podcast and we've got I've got a little uh, a little brown bag here. Looks like we got I'm going to unbox it live. We'll get some ASMR. What's that? Audio. You hear that bag? Yeah, baby. Ooh. Hear the Oh man, sliding it looks like out. some swag. We got some swag. Man, they're trying to grease us up, trying to make sure that we don't go too hard on the milk ad. But oh, we got a T-shirt here, and on the T-shirt we got two T-shirts. One, one for me, one for David. It says, "Don't get milked on car insurance rates." We got the udders. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not the Billie Eilish tickets we were hoping for, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on it. See where I have get. to say what rates.ca lacks in some of their perhaps uh, radio and television ads they make up for in their in the way that they handle their social media and the way that they they've handled this whole situation you know they 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 are charming they are a charming group of people oh yeah I think David we gotta wear these shirts maybe to a ball game maybe to the first ball game we go to we can wear this underneath our jerseys. The problem with that is I find if we wore those shirts to a ball game, we could get heckled. We might get shit thrown at us. We might get people uh, fighting us, uh, you know, because there is some vitriol about those ads. And if we're walking around with those T-shirts, we we could get a lot of that ang- angled right towards us. I would welcome that. I feel like that would be a fun experience for me. And also, we might be able to, again, continue this relationship, see where it goes and be on a salary to wear hey, these rates.ca <laughs> we just got the shit kicked out of us for wearing your t-shirts maybe maybe you want to come on the podcast again <laughs> how about those billy eilish tickets <laughs> <laughs> look boys you're not going to billy eilish <laughs> we don't even like billy eilish but i mean i actually i don't mind billy eilish I, I like some of her jams what about you 
I don't know too much Billie Eilish, but uh, yeah, I don't have a strong enough opinion about Billie Eilish to to say anything concrete. Okay. Well, but I'll, I'll go. I would go. Right. Oh my god, I love drinking in all kinds of different uh, <laughs> situations, rooms. This is a drinking podcast, everyone. Just so yeah, like, no this is, we've been very upfront about the fact this is a drinking podcast. <laughs> uh, David, it's been a while. Can you uh, can you regale me with a tale, a tale of the tape last night from first pitch to 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 the final out? of a game diary perhaps okay jacob i mean i'll do it but there's you know this is a bit of a this is a bit of a weirder one just by based on where i was at mentally yesterday i mean we spoke a little bit so you have some idea but uh let's let's just let's just jump into this okay not, not not make too much of it you want to know what's even scarier than coronavirus hantavirus oh Oh, what's hantavirus? Let me tell you, it's a pulmonary disease that you get from inhaling mice feces. And I don't mean like purposely on a spoon like crack, but just being in the same room as the poop will do just fine. Is it deadly? Uh, yeah, it is. 40% of people who get it die. There is no cure. So why do I bring this up? Because I have it. From what I'm reading online, I sure as shit do. Do I have mice in my apartment? You bet I do, baby. Do I pick up their feces with my hands sometimes? I do. Are my lungs wheezing and on fire and do I have a general malaise? Check, check, check. Anyways, with my death in the imminent future, I'm still gonna do a game diary because I'm a soldier. It's all for the Jays and their home debut in Buffalo. <laughs> Would have loved to live long enough to see a Canadian return, but as they say, hantavirus victims can't be choosy. So we got Robbie Ray on the hill against Sandy Alicantara, Alcantara, Alec. Who else has a different pronunciation? I've heard about four already. Now you may say, hey, idiot, I just did a quick Google and it's mostly deer mice. Well, you have deer mice in your home? Yeah, it is mostly deer mice, mostly, but it's not like these mice introduced themselves and told me what type of mice they are before firing shit pellets all over my apartment, and one of them ate through a metal grate. Sounds like something a deer would do to me. Robbie Ray looks like Robbie Ray early. It's just strikes and orgasms. Hey, did you think Vladdy was in a slump? Did you? Did you? Who was afraid? Be serious. Who? Well, get your butt out of your jolly jumper because he crushes a double, his first at bat, in a way that lets you know that he's okay. Now, you may ask me, why don't you go to the ER if you feel that you have this thing? Well, I could go, but I need my symptoms to ramp up first, which I'm sure they will based on my readings, but I can't until they do. I can't push old ladies in wheelchairs and gunshot victims out of the way saying I have an extremely rare mouse disease called hantavirus and have it turn out to be a gluten intolerance. I need to be sure, which in my heart I am. Also in my heart, Marcus Simeon snaps a single to right. Hey Miami, he hits the ball anywhere, so your shift is from 2017. Why don't you press refresh on baseball reference? Next up, bow, single, and then Vladdy. Bang! Bang! What is that? It's three nothing from a Vladdy Dinger. Well, what's that? He's seen two pitches, has two extra base hits, and three RBIs. What's that? What's that? He's one RBI off of holding the triple crown in the AL. 
only I could live long enough to see him flourish like I know he will. Whoa! Robbie Ray does an amazing job of avoiding a ground ball right at him, and it sets up an easy double play. You never see pitchers actually avoid the ball right at them. It is so great to see these fans in Buffalo and hear their cheers, and it's like they're cheering to try to make up for the two months of horrid fan appreciation at Dunedin. And Gurriel gives him something to make some noise about by looking like he's trying to catch a frisbee in the wind except it was a baseball and it's not windy and it cost the jays a run it's 3-1 but the jays get it back simeon another single to right miami we went over this vladdy another single teoscar singles marlins can't make it through the gauntlet and it's 4-1 you know you spend a year and a half trying to stay strong against covid and then things are starting to turn and cases go down and you let your guard down for a second and boom antivirus gets you in the night and then boom guriel with a mammoth blast to left it's a ding dong it's 5-1 what a deadly lineup this is this lineup is the hauntavirus of the MLB. They will kill you quick and take your breath away before you even get a chance to write a will. Vladdy is four for four. He's seen seven pitches, has four hits. Now Romano comes in the ninth with a four-run lead. Charlie, stop it. He walks two and he loads the bases, giving the Marlins a shot at tying the game, but he avoids the danger, which is what you cannot do with Hantavirus. Okay, I'll stop. Jays take it, 5-1. Boom. Just like that. <laughs> oh, my God. How, how, how is the Hantavirus today, David? It's the, it's the same, man. I still like I'm wheezing and I've been taking multiple puffers. I've been taking allergy medication. Uh, I'm just going to uh -huh. go ahead and say And I so when you got the puffer from the doctor, I, I'm thinking at that point you didn't know it was hantavirus or know what hantavirus was like the rest of us. No, uh, I didn't think it was hantavirus at the time. It was only on a quick Google yesterday where I was like, bingo, that's what it is. And I, I'm sure there's a thing with many hantavirus sufferers that there's an embarrassment to either admitting that you have hantavirus or, um, you know, I'm sure people with hantavirus are not well received by the medical community because it is, you know, very rare, unlikely uh, disease to catch, but uh, deadly nonetheless. Well, it's, they don't know about it because they don't have time because they die too quickly, right? Yeah, exactly. You walk into my apartment, I'm just dead on the ground. No one's going to be like, oh, let's do an autopsy on this guy. Nobody cares. Um, what, a, what a game for the offense. What? Uh, I, I don't even know what to say about Vlad anymore. It, I, I was so nervous all of the time at the beginning of the season that it, he wasn't going to be able to continue. He wasn't going to keep it up. It was a hot streak. Um, I, I'm pretty sure he's just, I don't know. Mike Trout's gone. So, so he's Mike Trout now. It, it's like I was saying to you earlier, I, there's, I have this weird guilt around it. Like he's playing too well and that we don't deserve it. And that something bad's going to happen that takes it away. Or maybe he slumps or gets injured or something worse. And it, it's just so like each game where he has, you know, that was his first four hit game of the season for, I think it was his first four hit game of his career. I'm not sure. Um, but each time it's like, he just does something more, gets better and his defense is getting better. And then you're just like, who, 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 who is this guy? Where can he go from here? Because it's almost like, Oh no, he's hit his ceiling. That's not true. He's 22 years old. Who knows what he can do? Who knows when he, this guy's 26 
and he knows all the pitchers in the league and he's just got all the respect from every umpire and the fear of God is in every pitcher that looks that looks down at him and like who knows where he'll get in his comfortability his pitch recognition his ability to like barrel even you know different pitches that he can't right now in his career who knows like who knows even if this was his ceiling and he just maintained this for 12 years he's an all-time player like if he just does what he's doing now for the rest of his career he's an all-time player yeah he'll he'll pass his dad which is crazy thing to say and i know like this is all crazy stuff to say he's played amazing for just over two months but I mean, yes. that's where he's headed. He's headed to be like one of the greatest right-handed hitters You mentioned hitters of all the time. shift on Marcus Simeon. I noticed they were still shifting in the infield on Vladdy. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> How is there one guy on the right side of second base? Or maybe maybe the second baseman was just uh, shaded to to the right of second, but they... I don't I don't know what the Marlins front office, what, what games they've been watching, but they are... They are really uh, wrong about our hitters. I feel like. Oh, what what spray charts are they looking at? Vladdy like doesn't pull the like, ball very often, <laughs> you know. And if he does, it's like tight to center, and it's, you know, it's probably just left stand, of center. So your shift means nothing, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Vladdy, since he's come up, has punched the, the ball time. through the right side when the uh, it when, feels like when the defense gets every other at bat. He's it's just like, like yep, yeah, okay. I'll hit it right over there and cruise into first. Ba, 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 do the little guns, do the little free throw shot, and I'm on first <laughs> or second. Yeah, and and Marcus Simeon too. Like, are they just like looking at like April stats and they're just thinking that he's in a slump and he's a dead pole hitter just hitting home runs? Like, no, he's like just below Vladdy and being the best hitter in yeah, major league certainly baseball. Certainly for the, I mean, for the month of May, he he was better than Vladdy. Um, which is crazy to say, but Vladdy's been doing it. I mean, from the from the jump. Um, go ahead. Yeah. What would I was gonna say? Just a, a quick answer because we don't know when this guy's coming, and he's coming soon. And me and Jacob are mildly preoccupied, looking at the time, waiting to see when this guy's gonna come in. But right now, uh, Marcus Simeon, four years, eighty easy. million. You cool with That's that? That's easy money. Why Ooh, not? Easy. Uh, I mean, if you looked at his career stats, like there would be some reasons to doubt it. But based on this last month, yeah, for sure, it's easy I mean, money. I look at his recent stats. We saw his full season 2019. We saw 2020, where basically, basically, it's like the same thing happening this year, where he has like one bad month. Apparently, he was injured. And then the second half of this shortened season, 60 games or whatever. He's he's the same guy that he is now and that he was in 2019. So I watch him. I don't see I don't see a guy who's like looks like it's like batted ball luck or that he's like getting. I don't see luck involved. I see a guy who's like worked his ass off for a super long time and understands what what guys are trying to do to him and made the game easier for himself and just figured I'm if I can time up fastballs. They got to throw them at some point. You can't you can't be a major league pitcher and and get guys out without throwing a fastball at one of the counts. And he's ready if he if you throw it in the strike zone. And and once he got that down, he can he can start hitting the breaking balls too. He's not just hitting fastballs, even though he crushes them. 
Well, that's sort of the problem, though, in a way, because now he's playing better than all of these big gun uh, free agent shortstops. And I know he's maybe a little bit older than some of them, but I don't know, four for 80 is probably like his agent would arguably be bad if they just took a mid-season 480. I mean, you never know because he could get injured and um something like maybe he gets priced out like maybe these other shortstops people are more into them but i just can't see that like i can't see why no team would want this guy and and if you especially if you could get him just a bit cheaper than these than these other guys well everybody it is 11 a.m jameson from raids.ca is in the waiting room we're about to bring him in are you ready david are you ready for this let's let's get milked baby okay here here he's he's coming in here Ladies and gentlemen, it's the first ever guest on Underdogs. It is. I didn't know that. Yeah, you are. You are the very first guest. We waited a long time to even consider having someone join in the show. We wanted it to be someone very special, someone that clicked with how we roll on here, and someone that you, the listeners, would get excited about. And then this happened. Plans yeah. changed. Today, we are hosting a guy we don't even know from an insurance yeah. company comparison website. We think he's pretty cool, though. I already got a good vibe. Nice. He used, he used to write for the Globe and Mail. He was involved in the Cannabis Report, writing about the financial implications of legalizing marijuana. I'm guessing, based on the number of weed stores in my area, that the, the report spoke of lots and lots of money available. Uh, his name is Jameson Burkov from Rates.ca. Welcome, Jameson. Is that am I pronouncing that correctly? It's uh, Burkov. Burkov. It is. Yeah, but it's uh, it's it's not your fault. Uh, it's it's very commonly mispronounced. So I'm not. See, I thought I was ahead of the curve, but I was wrong. So it's Bur- Burko. <laughs> Burko. Yeah, like a company okay. that makes cold products. Okay, great. Um, That's a stupid analogy. Now. <laughs> if you've been listening to the last couple of episodes you know how we got here but for those who may have missed it we did an episode a couple of weeks ago where david brought up commercials and uh radio commercials that i'm sure all of you have seen and heard about jeff and being milked and how rates.ca helps you not get milked when you compare rates we had some strong feelings about the commercials we posted the show and we tweeted the leak, the link, uh, and rates.ca Twitter noticed. And we had a little back and forth. We traded some zingers. We had some fun. <laughs> then we called the truce. We shook hands, and we said, "Hey, do you want to come on the show?" And they said yes. And now here we are. And things- well, I didn't know there was a truce. Okay, I shouldn't have come armed then. I guess. Oh, oh. no! I, I, I don't know. There was a shake hands gif. Ah, good. Because because I, I don't know. Acceptable I, I, shaking hands. We can do. Yes. Yeah. Now, we do a baseball show. They do insurance rate comparisons. Here we are, ready to talk. <laughs> the similarities are endless. It's yeah. funny. Yes. It's funny yeah. that you say that 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 you came on not not knowing if there was a truce because it, about <laughs> ten minutes ago uh, we opened up uh, like a little gift bag from you guys that got sent to Jacob's house. But oh, when you but, but when you guys asked for our mailing address, there was a good part of Jacob and I that thought that maybe we were getting served with a, def- defama- a defamation lawsuit. Or some hired goons or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought we were like, why do they know what was going to happen? Why do they want to know where we live? What are they going to do? And then, yeah. So I, I really, I was like, they're going to come up to the door. Are you Jacob Eamon? 
you've been served. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're, we're cool. Enjoy the shirts. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't wait to wear it. We, we're, we were talking about it earlier in the show. Um, but we got to say, we're still surprised uh, to hear from you guys to begin with. Even more surprised that you accepted the invitation to come on the show. So, why is that? What I thought about it from my perspective was I wondered because, you know, we've been scouring Twitter and seeing some of the response to this ad. And what I wondered is if, you know, if you guys are aware of some of the vitriol about these ads and maybe you're, you, you want to take these opportunities to uh, talk about these ads and to talk about, your company, if that was the reason that you were coming on our podcast? Well, of course. I mean, the whole point of any advertising campaign is to try and get attention, right? And so Mm -hmm. the fact that I'm here talking to you guys right now is a a pretty strong point in favor of this campaign's success, I think. I I couldn't agree more. I mean, when when David talked about, when we talked about it on the first time, my whole idea was that you know these these ads are meant to get under our skin. You look on Twitter, people. <laughs> there's tons of examples of people like, "What is this? This is so weird." There are people on the YouTube. I watch the commercials on the YouTube. There are people saying this is hilarious. There's other people saying that they feel deeply uncomfortable. But whatever it is, I mean, like you said, we did a we did a podcast about it. We've got you on here again. It's, I mean, the the ads are playing all the time on sports radio. Um, I, I'm guessing it's been a super successful campaign for you guys. I don't know. Can you, can you speak to the, to the level of the success of, of what's been happening for rates.ca since these ads have started? Oh, well, I can't like quantify it specifically. I mean, eventually we will do that as everyone does with all their campaigns, but we're not at that point just yet. Um, I mean, what I can say is, you know, we weren't trying to necessarily get under your skin or, you know, irritate people, but at the same time, we had to be cognizant of the fact that insurance is boring and that if we wanted to get people's attention, we had to be to some extent provocative. We had to shake you out of your complacency, right? Because otherwise you're just going to keep on getting milked and you're all just going to keep on being Jeffs. <laughs> now, is it is it true that you've been with rates.ca since February? Did I read that correctly? In the, uh, so yeah. was this one of the first things that you were kind of a part of was this sort of big ad campaign so are you like one of the the main drivers behind this uh behind this whole campaign i will say that as soon as i saw it i thought it was brilliant and tremendously effective it was you know in the works since before i joined of course but um as soon as it landed on my desk i mean proverbial desk right like i don't even have a desk in my head mm-hmm. <laughs> work on whatever service i got but yeah it seemed like exactly what we were going for we wanted to drive home the message that just like any good advertising it was gleaned off of consumer insights right consumers believe that they are being milked and you know there's different words that you could use instead of milked but it, we landed on that as the most you know universally understandable term you know everybody knows what no no <laughs> no one's ever heard i've never heard of being milked before this i i understand of like being ripped off i guess that's that's what it means that's what we're going for yeah but wh- how did you guys land on milk do you say you, it i guess I, I david, david had you heard of milked 
I I was a I like it wasn't so foreign to me when I heard the ad that I was like I have no idea what that phrase means, but it, it did seem you know very obscure. It seemed like well, a very part obs- of the thing, right? Like we wanted it to be, you know, unusual. Like if we just said, you know, you're being screwed or whatever, uh, we would have just been using the terms you're already familiar with, and it would have been even less likely that we would have gotten your attention. Right, because that's all right. ads need to do. We need to get your attention, and we did. And Absolutely, that I think is great because ultimately we have a very positive message. Like we're not trying to dupe anybody or convince anybody of bad stuff. We just want people to spend less money than they have to, and a lot of the time, people are spending a lot more than they have to. You know, the the milk is meant to symbolize your your money is just dripping, dripping, dripping. Like if you know, if your money was liquid and you had it in a big barrel. And you saw at the bottom of the barrel there was, you know, liquid money dripping out. You'd be like, "Oh no, I got to stop that." <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but you're saying that when you saw this hit your desk and right away you were like, "That's it, baby. We're not. We're <laughs> we're gonna go with this ad." There had to be some people. There had to be some people at Rates.ca that were like, "I don't know about this." And like, what does that mean? And like, isn't milk disgusting? And and cow udders gushing milk onto an auto body floor shop? Isn't this gross? Like, there must have been somebody. I mean, we definitely had a range of reactions internally, just like we had, you know, once we put the ad out on the air, right? Like there, um, you know, and Jacob, you touched on this a little bit, right? Like some people said it was hilarious. Some people said it was not really hilarious, you know, and we had that same kind of dialogue internally, but we still all reached the consensus that this was the best possible way that we could think of. And we still believe this to this day, despite whatever feedback we've received, this was the best possible way to get our message across in a way where it'll actually be received. Is there a guy named Jeff at the office that no one likes? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's Jeff, right? <laughs> or did you have to fight, figure out a name? All right, no one here is named Jeff. We can use him as the example of, of, of the everyman. You know, I don't actually know anybody at rates named Jeff. I mean, I don't know everybody at rates, right? We have like 800 people who work at the company, but um, yeah, I don't know any Jeffs, but I imagine yeah, they might be wondering, but I mean, that's a question I have for you guys. Would it be more effective if, uh, you know, we managed to get a version of the ad that spoke to Jacob or to David? Because we have that for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys we heard that on Twitter yesterday. You put our names in there. And I mean, look, like me and Jacob can be easily charmed and we definitely were. <laughs> um, but now you're, you're part of a you were part of a weed company. So did weed factor into the the decision around this like were you were you you know uh <laughs> imbibing in some weed i can't say imbibing but were you uh look let's call it bluntly were you high when you when you read this were you high when you decided on this and do you suggest to people out there who have a problem with the commercial maybe to get high and then hear it again for the first time uh i i mean i have heard that cannabis can accentuate experiences <laughs> I will assure your listeners that every decision was made with sober, clear thought and, you know, watch the ad in whatever state of mind you enjoy it the most. But probably not when you're comparing rates, right? Like you want to be of clear, clear thoughts when you're, when you're looking at these different rates on, on car insurance to make sure you're not getting milked, right? Math is kind of not fun when you're stoned. I so. agree. I agree. I'm worried, to be honest, that I that I got milked on car insurance like not but one month ago. 
why what happened one month ago i i had to get car insurance and oh, first time? well first time sort of yes okay i mean my my girlfriend and on her car she had the car before we were together or they she got a new car when we were together i got recently put added onto the insurance we discovered things that were in the insurance that were just milking us dry that was clear <laughs> so we decided we were we were going to get different insurance but as i read on your website that it's not enough to just compare one or two yeah. rates which is i think what happened and she's a teacher she's like i can get discounts because i'm a teacher and all this kind of a thing and i'm like great let's do that but then i went on rates.ca yesterday <laughs> and i was like i got to see how how much milking was done on me and <laughs> i didn't get past filling out the forms because they wanted information that i was too lazy to get so i'm just <laughs> gonna assume <laughs> i'm gonna assume that i got milked pretty good but it just be dairy free at this point honestly <laughs> you know <laughs> seriously though i i mean that's the real problem that we're trying to address that exact situation where you're thinking like oh it's you know too much of a bother to get that info and it's not like that's the wrong way of thinking like it, you know it's 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 not like a snap of the fingers to change your insurance company and that's why a lot of people don't do it but you know it's funny uh, I refreshed my memory of some of the data that we had acquired in a few other, you know, related campaigns that I think really drives the message home that like, you know, you mentioned your girlfriend gets a discount. There are a lot of those discounts out there. Like a lot of them are called loyalty discounts or what have it. Maybe you went to school at a certain place and you get an education discount. Those discounts, when you compare them to what a new provider will offer you, if you, you know, have a clean record and, and all the, you know, assuming various, you know, variables, um, it is multiples more money that you would save like the to put some numbers to it to give you a perspective like the average loyalty discount around seven bucks a month that it knocks off your bill if you had that same record and you went to another provider you might save around 60 bucks a month about 36 percent of everybody who switched last year who like you know shopped around and then went to a new provider and saved some money saved at least 60 bucks a month that's a not insignificant chunk of change no it isn't it is not at all um can you i mean how like am i locked into something here can i change again can i get on rates.ca and, yeah, and get a new, yeah, new some, quote some providers will have you pay either like it depends on your provider and your policy and everything obviously but some providers will have you pay like a fee like maybe you have to pay one month's premium or two months premium or whatever to get out of it but mm -hmm. in most situations, you should be able to to just you know say thanks, but no thanks. I found something better. And the business of of rates.ca is this like a like a hotels.com kind of thing? You guys get a cut of of whenever someone clicks on a, a link or like an affiliate marketing kind of thing that you that you guys have figured out, and the, you you know you care, compare rates, and someone clicks on the lowest rank and rate, and it goes to their website, and you guys get kicked back from that. Uh, it's part of it, right? Because remember, insurance isn't the only comparison we do. Like that's that's a much more common aspect of our business model for, say, credit cards. Like if someone looks at a credit card review on our site, likes it, clicks apply for this credit card, that is is more in that business line. Um, with our insurance partners, it's more a fee they pay to be included in the first place, right? So it's not so much like we're motivated to show you this provider or that provider because ultimately we're agnostic, right? Like we, we make our money from them anyway. So, okay. so that's what we're aiming to do. We're aiming to really disrupt the way people buy and shop around for car insurance in this country, because it's, it's, 
antiquated. It hasn't changed much since the Model T and, you know, we're up to the Model S now. I don't know what that means alphabet-wise, but it does seem like we're moving along. So we really wanted to put out an ad campaign to bring it back to the ad campaign that was equally disruptive, right? We wanted something that showed we're disruptive. This is an ad that is disruptive too. Are you guys expecting more ads to come in the future? Like new related ones? To, related to the don't get milked thing? Yes. Uh, we don't have any in production right now, but that isn't mm. to say that we won't, uh, let's say, dip into the pail more in the future. Yeah, Jameson, you've yeah. come to the right place, my friend. You've you come to, we have got some ads for you. Um, Jacob, you want to, you want to, you want to start these out? Now, these are just, uh, now we, we kept the milk theme. Like we're not mm -hmm. trying to veer off of, of your milk theme here, but we, we're going to throw some, some quick little, some quick little ads at you. I was inspired by the milk theme. I think we can take it to new levels. And I think, I don't know, like maybe you, maybe you choose, we're going to throw a couple out at you. Maybe you choose one you like. If you guys <laughs> as a whole, you know, maybe the company wants to work with us. We like, like we said, we whip these up in two, two days. You know, we can, we could, we could work together. We could collaborate. We could come up with some really nice ad for you guys. We've going to, we're going to do a presentation right now. Um, I'll start with my first ad here. Okay. And these these are these are all radio. We're 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 audio guys here, but we're also like we're one man shop here. <laughs> David and I are professional actors. You, yeah. I don't know if you know that we're professional actors. We could be in the commercials. One of us could play Jeff. Maybe <laughs> the sky, the sky's the limit. I got it. Playing Jeff would be like playing Hamlet. To be honest, at this point, it, it would be such a such an honor. David would be <laughs> Jeff for sure. <laughs> I can't be Jeff. No, you don't have any experience getting milked. That's okay. <laughs> no, I. You don't want to know. I got a lot of experience being milked, but look at David. He's just he's a he's a perfect. Yeah, some real. He's got a, He's got the everyman vibe, but like a little bit more of like what you would what you would hope to be. He's he's jacked. He's got nice hair. He can wear glasses. He doesn't have to. He's got it all. Yeah, those those are uh, those are just uh, the bottoms of Coke bottles, eh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here goes here goes ad one. Have you ever wondered what it would feel like to be milked? Maybe you've grabbed a hold of a throbbing udder and felt the power of a milk blast filling a delicious cup in just two squirts. Car insurance companies refine their milking techniques every day to be the most extreme and efficient milkers who ever walked the earth. So how do we stop them, Jeff? How do we put an end to this tyrannical dairy operation? Begin the journey comparing insurance rates on rates.ca. So this scenario is Jeff like a superhero, like he's milking? Yes. He's the milking man? <laughs> he's, he's the anti-milk man. Ah. Yeah, so he's like the oat milk man. Yes. Yeah. He's uh, alternative milking. Well, it's a fascinating idea. I love the creativity. I love the energy. I, okay. you know, like a lot about it. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see how it fits into our ad cycle, and I'll have to take it back to the team and see what they think. What's don't 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 get too don't get too carried away. We got we got more. Yeah, like, I'm going to get a little bit more obscure here. Okay, here we go. 
A man named Jeff lurks the streets in the night. He's looking to milk you. What does that mean, do you ask? Don't be afraid. As long as you're the type of person who puts effort into finding the best deal on car insurance, you should be fine. Or go to rates.ca for help. Don't get milked by Jeff in the night. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> now Jeff has become the milker. Yeah, he got milked so many times he became the thing he hates. And now he lurks in the night to try to get the revenge back from the people who milked him. You guys got a whole origin story. <laughs> That's amazing. We basically just built a whole franchise. Does <laughs> anybody it's, talk to Marvel about this? <laughs> we need you guys. You guys got the connections. You got the t-shirts. You, you scared me half to rates.ca already. <laughs> okay. I got one more. Oh, good. We're going we're gonna to go in a, in a little bit of a different direction here. <laughs> uh, that's concerning. <laughs> oh, my God. No, Jeff. No. <laughs> Jeff, he's milking you! He's milking you! Oh, God, there's milk everywhere! You said you'd go to Rates.ca! Jeff, you promised me! Oh, God, the milk! The milk! Never get milked on car insurance again by comparing rates on Rates.ca. We're just going to take that audio and slap it right on the radio. <laughs> yeah, that's going. Uh, maybe now, though, is a good time to point out that the milk in the commercial is watered down white paint. So if that helps, oh. right? <laughs> yeah, there's no milk. In the, well, there might be in the actual bowl of cereal that the actor is eating, but very little milk was used. <laughs> That's a relief. That That's must be relief. more difficult to get all of that paint off of everything, isn't it? Though? Oh, it was, it was a complex process. Like it's, it's funny, all the feedback that we've gotten online about like the milk and the udders and, and all of that, it's just one big, like, high praise to the set designer. Yes. Like, it's all these people that are like, oh, is that a real udder? Oh, my goodness. It's paper mache and clay. Speaking of online praise, just uh, wanted to go over a couple of our um, favorite tweet responses to your uh, video ad as we, uh, clear, as we uh, just start to close things up here. So uh, first, this is our first uh reply on twitter to the milked jeff ads we just heard a commercial that ended with mmm freshly milked jeff and now i'm afraid <laughs> uh and then your social sent out what is stopping you from finding the best deal on car insurance and the response was your commercials <laughs> oh omg every time i hear your stupid commercial on spotify i want to stab my ears with a screwdriver uh well, and then the last Okay. <laughs> the last one is the uh, the freshly milked Jeff commercial makes me want to gag a little. I know some Jeffs, and milking them is not anything I'm interested in. <laughs> they agreed. Rates.ca, we agree. We don't want Jeffs getting milked on car insurance either. Yeah, totally. We don't want those Jeffs getting milked. We don't want anybody getting milked. We want to try and save the money. Um, but first and foremost, let me stress that we are vehemently against people stabbing themselves in the ear. <laughs> driver. We oppose that wholeheartedly and, uh, you know, encourage people to um, be kind to yourself and, you know, don't do that. Um, but I mean, that's the point of the ad, right? Like, you yeah, know, I know that know. was joking back and forth with, you know, like, oh, it's your your ads are keeping you are, are keeping us from, from shopping around for the best deal. I was like, well, all right. 
I mean, that's that hurts you. You're the one who's not going to sell money. Then that's that's a bummer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. move, move forward. <laughs> it's true. I guarantee next time they're getting car insurance, somewhere in the back of their mind, milk is going to be coming out of something. Mm-hmm. Jeff Good. is going to be swirling around, and they're going to probably end up on Rates.ca. Yeah, because they don't want to end up like Jeff. They don't. Nobody, Nobody does. No one wants to be a Jeff. Sorry to all the, the Jeffs who ended up being Jeffs anyway. Nothing <laughs> I can do about that. <laughs> Jameson, thanks so much for uh, being our first ever guest on Underdogs. We really appreciate uh, you guys having a little fun back and forth with us and coming on and talking about this. And, um, you know, you're, 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 I'm not going to say it. You're an underdog for life. Hi, thanks. <laughs> I have to say that's really flattering, especially because you know I was kind of nervous coming on. Not not because I was nervous to talk about the campaign, but I was afraid I was going to have to talk about the Jays. So, <laughs> are you a Jays fan? Uh, uh, which squadron are they? Are they? Do they play against the Nine Mets? Or <laughs> well played, well played. Sorry, that's. I mean. That's, yeah, I, it, you ask you ask me for a sports metaphor. I'll talk about stick handling things, which I don't think is the sport you guys are talking about. Negative. No. Yeah, but about car insurance though. <laughs> well, that's what that's what that's what we got you here for. We didn't want to make you too uncomfortable talking about sports. We could have gone down that road. <laughs> I appreciate it, <laughs> but that would have been milking you. Um, take yeah. take these ideas though back to Rates.ca. I'm guessing people are going to listen. You Bring know, it all down. Right we, we could come up with some sort of partnership here. I'm just saying the future is bright for, for underdogs and rates.ca. We got the t-shirts. We're going to wear them out somewhere. Maybe when the Jays come back, maybe you guys can come to a game with us. We'll, we'll, we we got to stay in touch. Yeah. I mean, I would love to learn about this whole stickball thing. It could be fun. It could really catch up. <laughs> it could. It really oh, could. I, I would, I'll leave you with this. When we were talking about the shirts, I had suggested hats with udders on them. Too far? Ooh, would that have been too, been too much? I, I, got a lot, I got a lot of time for a hat with an udder on it. I mean, uh, I'd like right. to see these hats before I, before I make that decision, but I, I'd wear that. I'd wear that hat. People would just be like, what in the hell yeah. is that? Mm-hmm. Is that man wearing a hat with an udder on it? And Yeah. Then- we could make a little documentary maybe of the reactions people had to us <laughs> wearing the hats. Like we went to the first Jays game. We've got those hats. Maybe milk could, we could rig something up. People could like do a little rig and we'd say, ah, 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 you don't want to get milked. That was actually super hard to figure out the technicals of like to get, because obviously like we had to make the udder and we had to make it drip like it was a real udder. Um, it looks like it would be simple, but it actually involved a bunch of engineering that I don't understand. It also had some disgusting little hairs on it that really oh. capped the detail on, <laughs> on, on it. Thanks again for joining us, Jameson. You have a great day and uh, say hi to everyone at rates.ca for us. Thanks very much, guys. It was my pleasure. Whoa. All right, everybody. That was, uh, that was Jameson Burko. Bur- what did he say? He Bur- said because Bur- you, Bur- you gave it the kind of V sound, did you not? Yeah, I did. And then he corrected that it was not that. It was Burko. Burko, yeah. Uh, how, how did you feel like that went, David? <clears throat> you know, 
it, it, you know, sometimes you were just sort of like, it was like we were doing like uh skipping rope with each other and you're trying to like figure out when to, to jump in. I think it was, I mean, he was a very likable guy. I mean, I know people can't see him, but he's, he's a fairly endearing, um, likable guy. And, you know, we, me and Jacob had uh, dreams at one point to be, you know, kind of hard on him, but it was more difficult to do. But I, I you know, I think that was a first ever underdogs interview. So uh, how did you feel? I felt good. I really hope that they like our ads. Um, he seemed like he was content with just one. He wanted to give all the feedback and kind of skip out of there, maybe. He definitely wanted to skip out when the ads started coming up. He definitely kind of got uncomfortable, like, oh, my God, are these guys actually asking me for a job? And we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to be crystal clear. We are, and we won't stop. You're not gonna, you're not gonna fend us off with pig or cow utter hats. All right, we will be knocking on your door, hitting you up. You're a sponsor of this show, whether you like it or not. We're doing an ad every episode from here on out. You know where we live. Send us the checks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I even had like way more ads to go over, but then I was just like, uh, I could just sense that maybe he was. Uh, he remaining time 10 minutes <laughs> we've never we've never had a time limit because we've never had more than two people in our zoom so now we have to we've got 10 minutes or we have to upgrade zoom now this see this is why we don't have guests on the show jesus quick we got to talk about charlie montoyo and his bullpen decisions jesus go yeah um do you actually want to talk about his bullpen decisions well, I feel like we have to. It's been it's been uh, up until the game last night. It was all the rage. Yes, I I uh, I feel like I need to apologize to Charlie, um, because of how upset I was that he took out um, Tyler Chatwood in that game. We talked about it at last episode or the the episode before the Manoa episode. Maybe I can't remember. Um, I feel like he knew that Tyler Chatwood sucks and I didn't. And he was like, I got to get him out of here. Uh, I don't care if it's Travis Bergen or who it is. Uh, Chatwood can't throw strikes. And uh, he brought him in and then uh, he, he was right. Yeah. I mean, look, was I, right. think, I think he just kind of walked into worst case scenario where he takes Chatwood out. Chatwood was obviously upset, especially when he sees Bergen come in and then Bergen throws the game away. And I imagine there's some sort of conversation after that where, you know, Chatwood's like, you got to trust me. You don't bring in trash relievers when I'm out there shelling, when I'm out there shoving like that. I'm Tyler Chatwood, baby. And Charlie Montoya is going to be like, you know what? I'm going to try to give this guy the benefit of the doubt, and I'm not going to embarrass him again like that. And so then Chatwood comes in again, except this time he'd been throwing bad for about a week. And then he gets into a mess, and Charlie doesn't even get somebody warming up in the bullpen. He's like too afraid. He's like too, too trying to honor this deal that he's made with Chatwood. And so then Chatwood starts to get to a point where he has to bring somebody in. You get Castro rushing to try to get ready, like throwing like four pitches, running around. Then he comes in. And now Charlie is getting all this hate from fans because of worst case scenario. It's definitely worst case scenario. And Charlie was hot in that post game interview. And I'm sure it was just uh, from his point, like just an enraging situation where he knows that he sort of fucked up. 
Well, I don't know if to me, I feel like I feel like he fi- he solved everything. No one's no one's fucking talking shit to him after a game from here on out saying you don't take me out to bring in this guy. You know, especially Tyler Chatwood. He doesn't have any grounds to stand on anymore. And he probably felt, Charlie may have felt like he got shown up. I'm not saying that it was all like a vindictive, like, look at look at what happens, Tyler. You're staying in the game no matter what. But I feel like somewhere deep in there, there's an element of like, okay, you said you'd ask for me not to take you out when you get into trouble. We didn't do it. And we but, lost but he, the game. But he did. He took him out. I think if he was going to do what you're saying, then he should have let him in there until he just died on the mound. But he <laughs> did eventually take him out, but then he fucks Castro because he doesn't even give him the chance to get to get warm. So I'm all for what you're saying, but that isn't what he did. He actually did eventually take him out. So if he was going to take him out, if I can get him out well before that or get Castro well, warming up before that. He at least gave him the opportunity to try and get the save, No. Like he, he, the, the Tyler Chatwood led in the, the tying run. And at that point, then, 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 then he brought in someone else. At least he still had the save opportunity. And then he gave that up. And then, and then all bets are off in my, in my books. I'm not really sure why Tyler Chatwood or, or maybe even us as fans, um, when he took Tyler Chatwood out, even like a week before, we're like, this is Tyler Chatwood, man. The man gets to finish his inning. Like it's Tyler Chatwood. This isn't this isn't like our dude. This isn't this is a failed starter who had some moderate success with the Cubs in the relief. And we got him for like barely anything. And now it's just gotten to the point where our bullpen's been decimated. So he's kind of the next man up. But he doesn't get like the same kind of status as like an Araldus Chapman or like a young no. Craig Kimbrell or something like that. So I'm not really sure what he is owed in that moment. Well, to to me in that moment, what I was upset because Tyler Chatwood up until that game, I feel like had been super solid. I trusted him, and Travis Bergen was nobody. He was a nobody, and he still is, and he's and he uh, he's not been effective. Um, and so I was upset that that I felt like you know, and Tyler Chatwood, he is a veteran. He knows what what winning's all about. Was he was he with the Cubs when they won the World Series? I don't know. Uh, nobody yeah. knows, but. We can let's say he was. <laughs> let's just for my point. For my point, let's say he was. <laughs> well, you, we know what I mean, but that, that's not true. Like he knows what winning's all about. Then, so he's had horrific outings for the last week. So I, I don't know where you put he knows what winning's about. Just because you have a World Series ring on your finger, which he may or may not have, uh, but let's say that he does for this argument to make any sense. It doesn't mean that like it's like. Watch this dude. He knows how to win, baby. And then every time he goes out, it's like walk, walk, hit, walk, walk, walk. It doesn't matter. But up until that point, it hadn't been that. Up until that point, he'd had, I feel like, pretty great control. He was put, putting balls on the on the black every 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 other pitch. I felt like he was yeah, great. Yeah, but his his career numbers are going to suggest that he's not keeping that up anyway. Like he's not a below one ERA guy. And it's like, oh, okay, but he just turned into this. This is the world of relievers, David. You believe whatever, all you can really believe is what's happened in the past month. And until that changes, then you believe the new thing. He's amazing until he sucks. And then he sucks until he goes into a position where he's allowed to suck. He gets, he gets better. He keeps doing good. And then all of a sudden he's great again and we trust him. 
until well, he had until he they had, fuck it up. That's that's the cycle of relief. But he had a suck fest all week leading up to the last time that Montoya just let him in. So in that regard, he shouldn't have been allowed to probably even go out for a second inning. Who else do they have? They had. <laughs> uh, um, you want to talk about a guy who knows how to win? They just picked up Carl Edwards Jr., who was for sure on the World Series Chicago Cubs team. Now he's not the guy he used to be, but apparently. When it comes to you, all you need is for a guy to know how to win and have a World Series ring. So they had him. I think they had AJ Cole. They had Castro as well, who they didn't give any time to to warm up. I mean, I think they had pie amps, but we need new dudes. Yeah, we need new dudes. Of course, we need new dudes. We're having a fucking 10 minute conversation about Tyler Chatwood and his importance to our bullpen. I think we need new dudes. Big time. Let's get some. Let's get some new guys. Better ones. It's really, it really is that simple. <laughs> we only have two dudes that are good now. I know. Got Romano and, and, and Romano got Dolis. burned off last night. Romano's yep. burned off last night, comes in with a four run lead, and it's like, come on, man, let's save him, maybe. What we can get upset about is that game that they, that the stripper, the Sunday stripper, was rolling and they, they took him out. Uh, and and they brought in Dolis and Romano in a game where I don't know. I felt like I would have I would have been curious. Oh, less than a minute to go. I would have been. Cur- Let's see what happens. Maybe they'll maybe they'll say we'll, we'll let you do it this time. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> I would have. I, I I felt like he could have gone the whole game. Well, that was the thing that started the whole domino effect because then those guys weren't available for the next game because that's when it happened. It happened in the second game of the doubleheader. And so if they could have just left uh, the Sunday stripper in there, uh, then everything could have been fine. Everything could have worked out. You could have only went through maybe one of Dolis or maybe one of Romano. I'm not really sure how much time we have left. I want to make all my points. And knowing that you only have two guys that are good. And we've both we've let both of them close games in the past. Why don't we just treat them as uh, the guys for each game? I don't know. I don't know. But also, I don't I, I don't blame Charlie Montoya because we don't know who whose decisions that are. It could be the front office. It could be like nah, does that, Charlie I, make I anything? Most of the time, that's true. But that the the awkwardness of that whole thing on Sunday was definitely him. Like that, there's no way they were like, and leave him in there. And now don't warm up Castro. And now quick, go on Castro. Don't let him warm up. Let him run and get ready. That's the way we're, our analytics show that this is supposed to work. No, that was all him. Right. But was it all him to take the Sunday stripper out after five innings? Yeah, maybe. Or sorry, maybe not. Yeah. Because that's the, that's the big thing. And, you know, Sunday stripper could have gone out and came out in the sixth and given up a double and then a home run still wouldn't have been a tie game at that point and we could have chose to bring in romano or someone of that that would have been my decision but things get out of hand quickly right but tonight it's manoa time ooh, ooh, ooh. must watch tv man I'm- 